0: I'd like to begin with
1: prayer.
0: Father, I ask for your help now. David and I, doing this translation, need your moment-by-moment
1: assistance.
0: I pray for all of those who are listening that you would give them ears to understand and hearts to receive
1: and
0: I pray that you would guard my mouth from error and help me to speak the truth so that your name would be lifted up
1: and our
0: faith would be strengthened
1: our
0: churches would be made strong and your mission would be advanced in China and around the world I pray this in Jesus' name.
1: Amen. Amen.
0: So let me begin by trying to describe where we're going in my three messages.
1: God So let me begin by trying to
0: describe where we're going
1: in my three messages.
0: Bring my sons and my daughters from the ends of the earth, everyone whom I created for my glory.
1: 1 Corinthians 10,
0: verse
1: 31.
0: Whether you eat or drink or whatever you do, do all to the glory of God. So every person in China, every person in America, every person on the planet was made for the glory of God. To that end, God has given you a mind.
1: The
0: mind is so that you may know Him for who He really
1: is.
0: And He's given you a heart so that you may treasure Him above all things. So God gave us minds to know ultimate reality.
1: And
0: He gave us hearts to treasure that reality. above all
1: things.
0: There is no truth higher than God. And there is no value greater than God. And God. gave us minds to know that truth and hearts to value that treasure.
1: And
0: he gave us bodies to act in accord with that truth and that
1: value
0: so we were made to make God look magnificent. And we do that by knowing Him truly with our minds. And We make Him look magnificent by treasuring Him above all things with our
1: hearts.
0: God shines brightly through his people when they know him accurately. But he shines even more brightly when we treasure him above all things with our hearts.
1: Psalm 63, verse 3.
0: Your steadfast love is better than
1: life.
0: So we are to treasure God more than we treasure being alive. Philippians chapter 3 verse 8. I count everything as loss because of the surpassing value of knowing Christ Jesus, my Lord. So Christ is more valuable than anything in the world.
1: And
0: we glorify Him by treasuring that
1: value.
0: So I'm going to argue that the mind is given to serve the heart.
1: Right thinking about
0: God is for the sake of right feelings for God.
1: Scriptural
0: doctrine is for the sake of spiritual delights. Both thinking and feeling are necessary to glorify God.
1: But
0: both thinking and feeling are not ultimate. Knowing is not ultimate, loving is ultimate. The devil knows more theological doctrine than you will ever know in this life. But
1: he does not love
0: it. The devil hates what he knows about God. We must not only know God, but love God if we are to glorify Him. And the ultimate thing is that our hearts would be satisfied in God because we know Him truly. The task of the mind is to provide fuel for the heart, the fuel of truth. So our hearts are like a furnace that are to burn with love for God.
1: And
0: the task of the mind is to constantly give new fuel to the furnace of the heart.
1: And
0: the task of the pastor is to keep pouring that fuel of truth into the minds and hearts of his people.
1: And
0: the other task of the pastor is to pray that the Holy Spirit would fall like a flame upon that
1: fuel.
0: We are utterly dependent on the Holy Spirit to do that. We cannot make people burn with love for the truth. But we can pray down the Holy Spirit upon their hearts so that when the truth is heard, they would explode with affections for God.
1: Only
0: God can make the heart be satisfied in God.
1: God.
0: So here are the uh, three titles that I'm going to use for my messages.
1: The
0: gospel-shaped heart treasuring the glories of Christ tonight.
1: And the gospel shaped mind knowing the
0: glories of Christ
1: tomorrow.
0: And then, third, the gospel shaped mouth or preaching the glories of Christ after that. So tonight we're going to focus on the gospel-shaped heart.
1: So today, the heart the gospel. And
0: there's a reason I'm calling it gospel-shaped.
1: Call it gospel-shaped
0: Without the gospel our hearts are spiritually dead in sin.
1: That's true of every person on this
0: planet without exception. Every person without the gospel has no true affection for the living God.
1: When Adam and Eve sinned,
0: the whole humanity fell into a hopeless condition of sinfulness.
1: Romans chapter 5 verse 18.
0: One trespass led to condemnation for all. Romans 5:19.
1: 羅馬書章
0: by the one man's disobedience, the many were appointed sinners. In Romans
1: 3.23 All
0: have sinned and fall short of the glory of God. So every single person on this planet has fallen into sin and is dead towards God.
1: The essence of our
0: fallenness or the essence of our sinfulness is that by nature we exchange the glory of God for other
1: things.
0: Romans
1: chapter 1, verse 23.
0: They exchanged the glory of God for images. Your heart was created to treasure God above all things. You and every person on the planet was made to value God more than anything.
1: And
0: there is not a person in this room who values God more than anything except by the power of the Holy Spirit and through the gospel. The essence of our sin is that we prefer being satisfied by other things besides God. Therefore, there are two massive obstacles between us and what we were created
1: for.
0: Remember, we were created to glorify God by enjoying God above all
1: things.
0: But because of our sin, there are these two massive obstacles between us and that goal. The first obstacle is our own depravity or corruption. And the other problem is God's justice. We are under the holy condemnation of God because of our rebellion against Him. So we are in rebellion because we love other things more. God is holy and just and therefore His wrath rests upon us if we don't find a remedy for our condition.
1: The
0: just sentence of God against us is because of our treason against Him.
1: Now, the
0: gospel is the best news in all the world when it comes to these two
1: obstacles.
0: God sent His Son, Jesus Christ, into the world. And He did it to deal with these two massive obstacles.
1: And
0: this gospel is relevant for every people group on the planet, whether in China or anywhere
1: else. Because the main problem
0: that all people face is that they are corrupt and God is angry.
1: Because the main problem that all people face is that they are corrupt and God is angry.
0: So he deals with the first obstacle, namely his own wrath first.
1: And
0: I regard Romans 8, chapter 3 as one of the most precious verses in all the Bible.
1: It goes like this. By
0: sending his own son in the likeness of sinful flesh and for sin, God... Condemned sin in the flesh. So in Jesus Christ, God condemns sin. He executes it. He punishes sin in Jesus.
1: Whose sin did
0: he punish in Jesus? Jesus had no sin. So when he condemned sin in the flesh of Jesus, it was our sin, not
1: Jesus' sin.
0: So we escape condemnation because Jesus absorbs or receives
1: our condemnation. Which is why
0: Romans 8.1 says, there is therefore now no condemnation for those who are in Christ
1: Jesus. This is the great
0: Christian doctrine of substitution. And there are many Christian teachers all over the world who scorn this doctrine. And my prayer is that would not be true for you. You would not
1: scorn the doctrine of substitution. So God's
0: wrath has been absorbed by Jesus Christ. He has executed my sin in Jesus. And that can be true because Jesus and I are united
1: by faith. So when he died, I died. And
0: he bore my sin and my guilt
1: when we trust him we are united to him
0: so he bears our condemnation and we bear his righteousness
1: i think one
0: of the most beautiful passages in the Bible in regard to that substitution is 2
1: Corinthians 5.21
0: God made him to be sin who knew no sin so that in him we might become the righteousness of God
1: God,
0: so the legal obstacle against us between us and our goal the legal obstacle of god's wrath has been removed god is no longer angry at those who are in christ jesus all his wrath has been put away
1: and
0: he is for us, forever, not
1: against us. Nothing should be more
0: empowering and freeing for you than to know that Almighty God is totally for you, we, not against you.
1: Us. This is us to and
0: now, what about the second obstacle, namely our depravity, our corruption? We do not love God in our natural condition. We might want to get out of hell, but we don't value God above
1: everything apart from the work
0: of the Holy Spirit.
1: The
0: Bible describes us as dead in our trespasses and sins. That's our our personal
1: problem. The
0: remedy for this problem is the same as the remedy for the legal problem of God's wrath.
1: In other words,
0: Christ died not only to absorb the wrath of God, but he
1: died to purchase for me a new heart. Jesus said uh, on the night,
0: when he was betrayed, this cup is the new covenant in my blood. Which means that he purchased the promises of the new covenant when he died and shed his blood.
1: And you
0: know what the central promise of the new covenant is.
1: I will take
0: out of you the heart of stone and I will put into you the heart of
1: flesh. In other words, when Jesus died, he bought
0: your transformation. He secured a new heart for you. We often think of the purchase of the blood of Christ only relating to our punishment and our forgiveness.
1: But it's
0: so important to know that my new heart was purchased at the cross.
1: This
0: is the only hope of depraved sinners like us.
1: We need to be born
0: again. We need to be a new creation. Or to use the words of the new covenant, we need to have the heart of stone taken out, the heart of flesh put in. So, the new birth which changes us was secured by Jesus at the
1: cross.
0: So, by his suffering, he obtained our justification. And by his suffering, he obtained our
1: transformation.
0: So God is no longer against us. He is for us.
1: And
0: he has opened the eyes of our hearts to see that he is supremely valuable. Christ did not die only to forgive our sins. Forgiveness is always a means to an end. Suppose you wake up in the morning and you say something very
1: unkind to your wife or your husband. And you know what you need is forgiveness.
0: Because you've sinned against your spouse. Now my question for you is, why do you want to be forgiven? The answer is not, if she doesn't forgive me, She might not make supper for me. That's not the right answer. The right answer is, if she doesn't forgive me, I won't have her. I won't have a relationship
1: with her. It's the same with God.
0: We don't want forgiveness just to get out of hell. We don't want forgiveness just to have a clear conscience.
1: We want forgiveness so that we can have God. Listen to 1
0: Peter
1: chapter 3, verse 18.
0: Christ suffered once for sins, the righteous for the unrighteous, that he might bring us to
1: God. And what do we find when we are brought
0: to God? Psalm 16, 11. In your presence is fullness of joy. At your right hand are pleasures
1: forevermore.
0: So the ultimate goal of the gospel is to restore to God's people the beauty and the worth of God as their all-satisfying treasure.
1: God has removed obstacle number one, the wrath of God. And he
0: has removed obstacle number two,
1: our own
0: corruption and our has removed obstacle number
1: God Now,
0: God is totally for us,
1: and
0: we see God as supremely
1: valuable.
0: Listen to the words of Jesus as he describes the coming of the kingdom into our lives.
1: Matthew 13, verse
0: 44. The kingdom of heaven is like a treasure hidden in a field, which a man found and covered up, and then in his joy, he goes and sells everything he has and buys that field.
1: That's
0: what happens when the gospel breaks our hearts and opens our eyes to the treasure in the field called Jesus Christ.
1: And don't
0: miss the key little phrase, from
1: joy. When
0: he sells everything he has to get that field, he does it with
1: joy. In other words, this is no great sacrifice to lose everything you have and gain Jesus. Paul
0: describes how this happens to people who are dead in their trespasses and sins, who are blind to the glory of God.
1: 2 Corinthians chapter 4,
0: verse 6. God, who said, let light shine out of darkness, has shown in our hearts to give the light of the knowledge of the glory of God in the face of Jesus Christ. So Paul is comparing what happens in our hearts to what happened on the first day of creation.
1: There was only darkness and God said, let there be light. And
0: light happened in the universe. And he looks upon our hearts and there's only darkness. Meaning we do not see the glory of God as bright and beautiful and satisfying.
1: The darkness
0: in our heart is the darkness of preferring this world to God. And when God. says, let there be light into the human heart We, see glory. We see, we see God as more to be desired than all the world. That's what it means to become a Christian. Here's the way Paul says it in Philippians chapter 3
1: verse 8. So
0: I count everything as loss because of the surpassing worth of knowing Christ Jesus, my Lord. For His sake, I have suffered the loss of all things and count them as rubbish in order that I might gain
1: Christ. That's
0: a description Of the
1: gospel
0: shaped heart.
1: The gospel triumphs
0: over the depraved human heart and rescues us from our emotional treason against God. We were traitors against God's ultimate purpose for us. God created us to glorify Him by being deeply satisfied in Him above
1: all things. And we couldn't do it because
0: we didn't see Him as glorious. We were blind to that. The world was more attractive than God was. To become a Christian is to be created anew.
1: So that you see God for who He really is. Infinitely beautiful, infinitely valuable. You
0: suddenly taste and see that God is good. And
1: that, God is and
0: that He is more to be desired than anything in this world.
1: and so the heart is made free
0: to obey the greatest commandments in the Bible. Negatively, don't have any other gods before me, God
1: says. Don't have any other pleasures before me. Don't have any other treasures before me. Don't admire anything more than you admire
0: me. That's God's commandment to every human being. Or, to put it positively, love the Lord your God with all your heart.
1: Or, Philippians chapter
0: 4,
1: verse 4,
0: rejoice in the Lord, and again I say
1: rejoice. This is a commandment, not a suggestion. Psalm
0: 37, verse 4. Delight yourself in the Lord. Psalm 32 verse 11. Be glad in the Lord and rejoice, O righteous.
1: Psalm
0: 90 verse 14. Satisfy us in the morning with your steadfast love that we may rejoice and be glad all our
1: days. <laughs> So what the gospel does is bring
0: us home to the source of joy. Psalm 16, 11. In his presence is fullness of joy. At his right hand are pleasures
1: forevermore. The gospel-shaped heart is the heart that has been
0: freed by the gospel to enjoy God above all things. One of the great documents of the Reformation period was the Westminster Catechism.
1: And
0: you know the first question of the Westminster
1: Catechism.
0: What is the chief end of man? And the answer that is given is, The the chief end of man is to glorify God and enjoy Him forever. Isn't it amazing, when you think about it, isn't it amazing that these Westminster divines felt it wise to put joy in the very first question?
1: They did not just say the chief end of
0: man is to glorify God. They said the chief end of man is to glorify God and enjoy Him forever. So the the entire catechism, as it were, is under that banner of joy in God.
1: Now, here's
0: what's even more
1: amazing.
0: The Catechism does not say that the chief
1: ends,
0: plural, ends of God is glorify Him and enjoy Him.
1: So why did they use the
0: singular, the chief end, and then name two
1: things?
0: The chief end, singular, one end, is to do two things, glorify God and enjoy Him forever.
1: I've
0: spent most of my life trying to answer that question. What does the word and mean between glorify God and enjoy Him? What does and mean?
1: And I've
0: spent most of the books that I've written, most of the sermons that I'm preaching, trying to argue that the word and there means By, by
1: means of. So I
0: think that the Westminster divines read Philippians chapter 1 verses 20 and 21 very carefully.
1: And
0: Paul, in those verses, says his great goal in life is to magnify Jesus. And he says he's going to do it because to live is Christ and to die is gain.
1: So think through the logic
0: of that with me. So when I to be magnified the I die.
1: Because to die magnified gain. I does that to die is that the
0: missing piece in the argument is verse 23, where he says it's
1: better to die and be with Christ. So now
0: let's put the pieces together. My great passion in life is that Christ would be magnified in my body.
1: Especially as I die. Now why
0: will he look magnificent when I die? Because when I die, I count it as gain.
1: Because I get more of Christ
0: which means Paul is more satisfied in Christ than
1: everything life can give him. And the way I have said it over the
0: years is this.
1: Christ
0: is most magnified in me when I am most satisfied
1: in him. So my
0: satisfaction in Christ above all things makes him look magnificent as I die.
1: Now
0: take all of that back to Westminster Catechism, question number
1: one. What is the chief end of man?
0: 人的终极目标是什么? And they answer to glorify God and enjoy Him. If you were to ask Paul, what is your chief end, according to Philippians chapter
1: 1, verse 20 and 21?
0: He would say, I want Christ to look magnificent as I die. To Lord, say, want to die will to and that will happen because I am supremely satisfied in Him as my great gain. So I think it is quite accurate to say that the answer to the first question of the catechism is this.
1: What is the chief
0: end of man? the chief end of man is to glorify God the of is By enjoying Him forever.
1: So you can see the
0: gospel-shaped heart, not just mine, the gospel-shaped heart is essential for glorifying God.
1: So
0: many people, especially in the Reformed tradition, think that if you get your ideas right about God, you're glorifying God.
1: And that is essential. We must think rightly about God.
0: But if those right thoughts do not function like kindling to make our hearts flame with satisfaction in God, God gets only half the glory.
1: One of
0: my great heroes in the faith is Jonathan
1: Edwards.
0: And here's the way he said what I'm trying to say. God glorifies himself toward the creature in two ways. God is glorified not only by his glory being
1: seen, but by his glory being rejoiced in. When
0: those who see it, delight in it, God is more glorified than if they only
1: see it. His glory is then
0: received by the whole soul, both the understanding and the heart. So the glorification of God and the satisfaction of the
1: soul are not two ends or goals. They are one. And that one
0: end is that God would be glorified in our being satisfied
1: in Him. him And
0: that's the very meaning of a gospel-shaped heart. The The ultimate goal of the gospel is is this. That God would be glorified in our hearts, by our hearts, being satisfied in Him.
1: So
0: the gospel is preached with a view to restoring the human heart to that condition.
1: And Christ came into the world to make that possible. And
0: when He died, he removed the wrath of God by absorbing it in Himself. <laughs> and when He died, He purchased the New Covenant promise of a new heart. <laughs> so now God is totally for us and not against us. And our hearts are satisfied in Him rather than in the world.
1: So our nation. So that these two massive obstacles are overcome. God is for us and we are satisfied in Him. That's
0: the meaning of a gospel-shaped heart.
1: Now, the the direction
0: we're going to go tomorrow evening is this. We're going to think about what's the function of the mind in the service of the heart. What's a pastor supposed to do with his mind in order to bring about hearts like that?
1: Let's close in prayer.
0: Father in heaven, I thank you for the gospel. I thank you for Jesus Christ who came into the world to save
1: sinners.
0: I thank you that all of your wrath was spent on Jesus and not on us. I thank you that Jesus secured for us a new heart of faith and love.
1: And I
0: thank you for the Holy Spirit being poured out on us to take out the heart of stone and put in the heart of flesh. And Father, I want to pray now for those in this room who are not satisfied in God. I pray that you would come now by the Holy Spirit and do whatever you need to do to take away the idolatry of the world and give us a satisfaction in Jesus.
1: Would
0: you empower, Lord, these pastors especially to minister to their people that they might have gospel-shaped
1: Hearts. I ask this in
0: Jesus' name.
1: Amen. Amen.